Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello my friends, Simon Miller here on another one of my escapades or wrestling adventures. To the point it means I'm in a hotel room. But did I sit down after getting out of bed and watch Smackdown? You bet your bat. It's also an important episode of the Friday Night Show because it's Survivor Series later, the ultimate premium live event. So let's take this finger of power and let's give the good bits an up and the bad bits are down. We had a huge War Games video for the women's match at the start of Smackdown and I tell you, usually, because I'm a bit of a weird guy, I'm like, I don't want the same stipulation twice on one show, I'd have a bit of fun with it. But WWE has done a great old job to the point I take my excited gland and I plug it in. Very excited about all of these matches. It's also how we started Smackdown as well because we heard, whoa, my version of Becky Lynch's theme actually sounded like a cat getting killed. She came out as well with Charlotte Flair, Bianca Blair and Shotzi. <laughs> you already know the deal. Even though Bex and Charlotte are on the same team, they were kind of looking at each other going, well, I don't like you and I don't like you either. It's like when I go home for Christmas. It all comes down to the fact they cannot possibly coexist. So then one fell into the Phantom Zone and we never saw them again because they cannot physically be in the same place. Otherwise, we all die. The part we really need to talk about, though, was Shotzi. Now, I want to make it very clear that one, I really like shots, and it's cool she's getting a push. And two, later on she talked normally to Charlotte, and it was a great promo. And I was like, yeah, do more of that. But here she starts spinning around going, ah, the carnage of war games fills my bones and makes me feel like cheese. I was like, what the flub is going on? I mean, it kind of felt like she'd been possessed by a demon. Now, I'm sure somebody backstage said, Shotzi, you got to be real crazy-wazy. <laughs> Maybe just dial it down a little bit. I think it a little bit better because Shotzi reminded us, oh, don't forget, damage control cut my hair. But that's just made me stronger, more unpredictable, and essentially a better wrestler. And I was like, wait a minute. Well, that happened to me, and I didn't get any of those things. She then screamed, I'm going to unleash my madness. Even Flair was like, yeah, <laughs> whatever she said. So once again, I don't think that's it. Charlotte also promised to come Survivor Series. It's the end of damage control. You know the deal. We're massively going to get into this later. When you do say somebody's name too much in a wrestling show, they will come out. And that kind of happened here, but it was just Bailey. Where's all her buddies? Bless this Bells too, though, because she knows the deal. She was like, oh, Charlotte Flair, I've known you for 10 years. And Becky Lynch, it's a decade for you as well. And wherever in the same room, when one of you leaves, you always bicker around the other person. So why don't I plant these seeds of animosity? So here's two egos clashing at the top. And then she was like, oh, yeah, Becky, don't forget, ever since you came back after having your child, you yourself are a soft touch. Although that did mean that Charlotte had an easy retort because she was like, yeah, Bells, you keep going on about this, but where's your pals? 
She's right. Essentially, this was just a set up our main event, which was going to be damage control, taking on Charlotte versus Becky. Honestly, there's a lot to this, and it all ties into the War Games match. So once again, it's a round of applause to WWE. They haven't gone too crazy, apart from the portrayal of Shotzi. It just makes sense. It's nice and simple. It's getting it up. Bailey also basically walked backstage after this and found the rest of Damage Control. And you know the deal. They're acting like they do like her, but I don't think they like her at all. She really wanted the Kabuki Warriors to be involved in this match too, but actually it did turn out to be Oscar and Bailey who were going into that thing. And yeah, even though she is the leader, didn't really feel like Bells was making any decisions at all. Ruh-ro. When the tag team titles are on the line. <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to be that soon. That was all down to the fact that the Street Profits had won that match last week. But this whole new Street Profits angle is getting really weird. Because they were taken on the Judgment Day, obviously. But WWE wanted the Judgment Day to be the bad guys. So even though the Profits recently turned heel, here they were essentially the good guys. And also because Montez Ford comes from Chicago. What? So it was kind of a bait and switch too, because they lost in 10 minutes. Once again, we saw Bobby Lashley watching on here, and B-Fab joined him. I'm like, why don't you talk in between episodes of Smackdowns? At least send somebody a text. And when Montez and Angela did get defeated, Bob did not look pleased at all. I did enjoy it though, because Brees and Dorkies just smashed into each other and start. When Balor and Montez tagged in, they were kind of doing the high-flying stuff. And when Montez saw Damien, clotheslined him over the top. Ford was like going crazy because he basically hit a splash from the top to the outside. And once again, that pissed off Senor man in the bank because he grabbed him and threw him into Al on the announce table. And as we are talking about Al, what a terrible evening he had. Eventually, we did get to the hot tag for Dawkins, who just absolutely ran wild. And he hit this spinning neck breaker. When you break it down, you must have seen it in a movie. When you get like some kind of MI5 guy and they do break someone's neck, they do also do the spin. As I flub me sideways, he's trying to commit murder. The Street Profits also hit this blockbuster for a really good one-two-oo. When they also got the revelation, but Finn Balor broke that up at two. And I was like, well, that's not really a kick out. But it seems to me, because it's so early in the game, if they are hitting that, it should be uno, dos, tres. The kicks that are super then began, which is when Montez Ford went back to the top rope. Of course, Rhea Ripley was here. She cast distraction. That's when Finn Balor was like, I bet that guy's got a penis. And he crotched him right to the top rope. Damn it, he was right. It also left him in the drop zone, as Michael Cole would say. So he got hit with the Coupe de Gras. And that was it. The Judgment Day retained their titles. And I was just a little bit confused. And what the hell do we do with the Street Profits now? So in terms of the match itself and my enjoyment, I am going to give it an up. But when it comes to the direction here and why we did it so soon without any build, well, it's got to get it down. I mean, we all know Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins are really good. But even after this repackage... Well, it just feel a little bit directionless. It also seems to be keeping Bobby Lashley off TV properly too. You tell me. When Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair were bickering again. Of course they were. Flair was trying to calm things down, but she wasn't actually doing a great job. When Becky was like, I didn't turn up to SmackDown to socialize. I turned up to kick somebody's ass. And I was like, what? You could just say that to someone? The wasted time. We then got this excellent video for Dragon Lee that was essentially telling you, oh, hi, not only is he the next Rey Mysterio, but he is the future of high-flying Lucha Libre. And I tell you, we're getting so behind Dragon Lee, I'm starting to get excited. It is very, very good. And talking about things that are very, very good, we then got the Grayson Waller effect. I thought this was terrific. Because he promised us that his guest this week was going to be Kevin Owens, and we got Kevin Owens' music, and we got a Kevin Owens pop. But of course... Who walked out dressed like KO? It was Austin Theory. And he proceeded to do one of the worst Kevin Owens impressions I've ever seen in my life. 
that's why it was so good. Of course, I was this music then hit again, and the real controller, excuse me, Kevin Owens, came to the ring. Grayson Waller was like, wait a minute, you're meant to be suspended. And Kevin was like, well, clearly, I'm not suspended. I'm right here. I know who decided to put Austin Theory and Grayson Waller together, but you deserve a medal. Kev also contemplated punching him in the face again when Grayson was like, listen, I don't like you very much because I lost that match to LA Knight because of you. And do you remember who my opponent was? It was LA Knight. Someone look around and say LA Knight. This when Kevin Owens won my heart again. He totally flipped out going, am I the only person that watches this show? Am I the only person that understands wrestling rules? If you say somebody's name too much, this actually came out of his mouth. That person will appear. And just like magic, it went Earl A. Knight. And out he came. I was like, I told you, ups and downs ahead of the game. Well, theory melted down about this as well because they had no idea that was a thing when Knight called Austin an A-Town clown. I was like, he's been on the main roster a couple of years. Someone should have done it sooner. It's funny. Everyone then kept threatening to punch everybody else and it was the good guys that took over. And then we just went straight into this tag team match. I tell you, that was really good too. Now, I don't know if the plan is to keep Kevin Owens and LA Knight as a team for a little while, but if you do want to do that, I think I'd be completely cool with it. It's the same with Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. Sometimes you can take a couple of individuals and pair them together it just makes you feel warm and fuzzy in your tum tum. They also smashed Grayson's arm for a while when they threw Theory into Alan the announced table. This is when I was getting worried about Alan again. Leaving that Austin did cast distraction so the heels could get some kicks in. Kevin Owens then got the tech and he just ran through him. I mean, he cannonballed the soul out of Austin Theory and he hit a swanton onto Grayson Waller for a 1 2 ooh. I do want to point out before he got the slap, Kevin Owens was just jeeing up this Chicago crowd. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Even though he's brilliant, he's still underrated. Theory was able to calm this down when he got the drop kick when Grayson Waller went for a splash and he got a near fall. And I think he ran out of moves. He just went, well, mate, why don't I try and do the splash again? He did. He totally missed. Hot tag to LA Knight. Or lukewarm tag. 
temperate tag. I don't know. He made sure to DDT Grayson as he slammed Austin on the floor. As he was there, he gave him the yeah elbow. Or the yeah bow. I don't know. Call it what you want. Yeah, they just waltzed in too. And they busted out a couple of stunners. They busted out the blunt force trauma. And they just beat them. Just like that. It was almost easy. But once again, because you know you can just give Theory and Waller a microphone next week. And they'll be just as annoying as they were this week. It totally works. That's why Kevin Owens at LA Knight are so good as well. They can do things when they speak from their mouth. So I'm giving this an up. Once again, is it going to be a round two? I don't know, but it was damn entertaining. Bianca Belair was then being a mum again after this. She was like, Becky, would you please leave this Charlotte stuff? It sort of worked because Lynch was like, look, I get it. I get it, man. I was just being a hothead. And I was like, do you, Becky? Do you really? And as we were going to find out in about five minutes, no, she did not. And then I got sad. And then happy again. And then sad. Like, this is like life. Because it started great as out came Carlito, and this is all gonna tie in, because Carlito is just one of my guys. When he did return to WWE, I was like, man, I feel good in my Tootsie Toes. He was also pumped for his first Survivor Series in 13 years, especially because he hates Santos Escobar. And now he can get revenge, because let's not forget, where's Rey Mysterio right now? Oh yeah, he's in the hospital because of Santos. Damn Santos. He also said something in Spanish here, and I did translate it, so I'm just going to read it for you now. This said, you are a bitch, Escobar, a little bitch, and I'm going to rip the heart out of your body and feed it to your kids. I was like, Carlito, that is way, way too much. Once again, though, as Owens had informed us earlier, he had said Santos' name too much. It's about came Escobar, and you're not going to believe this at all. He wasn't very happy. He also asked Carlito where his LWO tattoo was, because look, he's got one, and that just means he likes the group more than Carlito. I was a bit sad. I was, come here. I don't think it means that at all. It's a little bit like when you do get a tattoo of your partner and then you break up. Like, what the flub am I meant to do with this thing now? When Carlito and Santos Escobar got into this brawl and Santos did this amazing jumping thing off Barry Barricade, and even though the WWE officials and security guards came out to try and stop this, all of a sudden it was being sold like, oh, they got into a somewhat normal battle and Carlito is now injured. Huh? It was also taken backstage where Escobar killed him once again and then later on we found out via Nick Aldis, that's right, Carlito is out of the match and he's going to be replaced. No, I'm sorry, that doesn't work at all. I have seen people almost killed in these brawls. WWE just goes, yeah, fine, you could have a match. So what was this? Now look, later on to it is Dragon Lee that walks in and says, I shall take Carlito's place. So I can't get too mad. We're getting Santos Escobar versus Dragon Lee. It's going to get an up, even though who the hell wins and loses that one. But taking Carlito out of our premium live event, again, it made me a sad panda. Because I am a massive nerd, and because I am a Carlito fan, and because I do have the finger of power on this finger of power show, that part is getting it down. I wanted to see that. I thought it was going to be quite good. I do want to point out, though, SmackDown isn't written just for me. It's totally fine. You can do what you want. When we did Pretty Deadly versus the Brawling Brutes, number 742. I swear they wrestle every week, but there was a little twist in the tail here. Because last week, as we remember, the Brutes had kind of fallen out with each other after miscommunication. So this time, when Butch was walking to the ring, Rich Holland appeared, and he just stormed past the former Pete Dunne. I was like, Pete, he kind of mugged you off. He started off very well because he was hurling Kit Wilson and Elton Prince around the ring. But after they'd done the 10 beats and Butch had tagged in, and he was ready to tag back in Rich Holland, because that's how a tag team match worked, Rich looked to him and said, listen, I know I could have put these problems to bed over the last week, but I didn't. I waited till now. I am upset. And he walked off, and he left Butch all alone. I couldn't help it either. I was like, what a baby. 
this is an immature thing to do, although fair play to Butch. He then whipped Pretty Deadly's ass for a while, and he even hit the damn bitter end on Ellen Prince. Sadly, he didn't see the blind tag to Kit Wilson, who was like, ha ha, and he hit the most devastating move. It all a sports entertainment surprise roll-up, and yeah, he got the three. My two takeaways from this as well is that one... No tag team should ever break up over a miscommunication, because once again, we've seen it too many times. And two, I don't really want the brutes to break up. I think they're better together. Now, actually, I do think this is a little bit of a ruse, a little bit of a trick, because Sheamus is going to return and reunite them all. But yeah, this one didn't really work for me, because it just felt a little bit directionless. I don't know. I'd be doing more with Pretty Deadly. I think they're awesome. When it comes to the brutes, well, I don't actually know. So maybe we should split them up. This is why I was kicked off the creative team. But look, the match was fine, but it only went three minutes. Did somebody say three minutes? This is getting it down. This is when Shotzi was talking to Charlotte Flair and remembering how nice the Queen had been to her after she did get her head shaved. And this is how two people on a wrestling show should talk to each other. Especially compared to earlier, it hit me right in my emotional feels. I was like, my word, I believe every word they're saying. I think because they were talking real. She also mentioned Becky Lynch and Charlotte's face kind of turned. <laughs> if I was Bianca Belair, I'd just find one of these two and go, you're off, you're out, you're fired, I can't deal with it. We also had a quick skit at the Judgment Day because Dominic Mysterio was like, ha, 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 can you believe it? Randy Orton's coming back and who was responsible for getting rid of Randy in the first place? It was Jey Uso. Which is when Damien Priest looked to the cameras like, oh yeah, Randy, you're coming back. Well, we're going to make sure you never come back again. There is the crime counter. You can't say that. You go to jail. When it was time for Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch to go out there and have their main event against Oscar and Bailey, and you're not going to believe this. They got on totally fine. <laughs> there was no shenanigans. If you believe that, I have a Ponzi scheme for you. I do really love all of this, though, because as we have talked about before, WWE has gone full in rewarding you for being a long-term fan. I mean, this ties into a falling out that happened like, I don't know, 48 months ago or something, and now they're saying to you, yes, we remember it too. I like it. Keep doing it. Do not forget the people in this match, too. I mean, there was no way it was going to be bad. And the baby faces, or the would-be baby faces, started off really well. I mean, we got a Bexploder. Flair did her moons up to the outside. We had good guy celebrations. Then we cut to the commercial. When we came back, Bailey was just in control. Nobody told us why, so we have to make it up for ourselves. This is really easy, too, because I imagine what happened is Bailey just went, ha, ha, hey, Becky, do you remember when Charlotte dropped that title when you had to change belts because the colours were wrong and it wasn't meant to happen? And she was like, oh, yeah, that did go down. Bailey and Oscar jumped in there. They're ahead. That'll do it. Flair still found a way to come back with the ultimate comeback move of 2020 through the crossbody. When she went one, two, ooh, crazy. Because you had that one, you had a big boot, had a surprise roll-up, had a fallaway slam. None of it worked. Oscar got sick of all that too, so she hit a code breaker as Bailey came off the top rope with an elbow for another one, two, ooh. When Charlotte was like, oh, my HP is done. And she gave the hot tag to Becky Lynch. She was DDTing everybody, so somewhere Jake Roberts was sad. When we were doing all of the moves, or at least attempting them. Because we went for the disarmor, we went for the rose plant, we went for the manhandle slam. And Lynch actually got that one, but this is when the Queen was like, I see you, Oscar. I'm going to take you out with a spear. But she got her directions completely wrong, and they fell into the pin, meaning inadvertently, she just stopped her team winning. Oh no! Fair and Becky then started to argue, because of course they did. So in the back, Bianca and Belair would be like, oh, I can't handle this anymore. When Bailey snuck in with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, and she got the one, two, three. Didn't bring down my counter, plus it by two. We didn't do it in the other tag team match. 
Probably didn't need two on the same show. I really feel like they focus on this War Games though, because now you do have to go, well, how the hell are Becky and Charlotte gonna get on? Because Lynch kind of stormed off after this while going, you did that on purpose, you absolute goober. So I can't actually call it. Like, of course, Damage Control got the victory here, meaning usually, by WWE logic, they should lose at Survivor Series. But will they? I don't know. So once again, it's a massive round of applause. This has been some good build-up work. And it's getting it up. It also brought us to the end of SmackDown, and it is going to get it up. Again, I thought it was a very well put together show, as it always is. Let's not forget, we've moved all the Bloodline stuff to one side at the moment, and it hasn't hurt at all. Bravo. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of SmackDown. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Make sure you watch Ups and Downs for Dynamite. That was the last one we did. Always go back by one for some reason. WhatCulture.com on social media. And I'll see you tomorrow back in my proper office with a lovely green screen for Ups and Downs for Survivor Series. So make sure you do your predictions too. I'll see you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.